And welcome, my friends, to the Daily Gator Daily Thought. If you're left, you just ain't right podcast, which I do uh, apparently sparingly now. Uh, but I'm trying to regain the desire to do it more often. I, I'm getting there, I think. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, four stories to talk about, four subjects to get into. And let's start off with this. Uh, let me see. Gun control has been, I think it was my first passionate political issue when I was a little kid. And I remember uh, hearing the debate on the news, I guess, or, or something. But I remember thinking, my granddad's got guns, my other granddad has guns, all my uncles have guns, my dad has guns. Uh, everybody I knew had guns, and nothing bad ever happened to them. And I knew that there were instances where some of them, like my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, had used my granddad's rifle to uh, ward off a guy who wanted to, who was trying to come to her screen door. And my grandmother being, I, I think, probably 70-something at the time uh, and about five foot tall, <laughs> uh, probably would not have fared very well had she not had a firearm to ward that guy off. And I, I knew of other people who would use firearms to defend themselves. Uh, so I knew that guns weren't bad. I knew that they were just objects. You had to be careful with them. I, when I was really little, at that time when I heard this, got interest in this debate, I guess you'd say, I, you know, I wasn't allowed to go and play with them. I knew where they were. And I didn't ever go in that closet where my grandfather's guns were, where... Uh, my other grandfather's guns. I obeyed. I listened. Now, not all kids will, and you need to take steps if you have kids or have guns to make sure those two things never get messed up in a bad way. And it is your responsibility, and it's a very serious one, and it's one that gun owners take very seriously. So a while back on MRC TV, great website, is affiliated with uh, Newsbusters. They had a mythology versus facts uh, debate on gun control. And the piece was written by a man named P. Gardner Goldsmith. Sounds like a law firm. If I ever get arrested for something I didn't do because I never do anything, uh, I would call Gardner and Goldsmith and say, yeah, I think I'll take those guys. But anyway, uh, it starts like this. Contemporary political issues come at us so rapidly it's easy to get lost in the polar us versus them impulse. So we at MRC TV have decided to take certain hot button issues and peel away the veneer to expose or derive the long standing facts, history, and principles beneath the ever changing winds of political expediency. And they start off with gun control. The term itself, he writes, is prejudiced and doesn't allow for honest debate. It frames things with a comforting notion of control. I've never thought of it that way. That's a very good point, though. So, for example, protesters and politicians hold rallies calling for, quote, sensible gun control. We've seen it with the attention uh, and nary a worthwhile question from the dinosaur leftist pop media. Uh, and the ideological approach was that those who oppose their so-called sensible or common-sense gun control 
uh, laws are cold-hearted, bigoted, likely, reckless troglodytes who simply don't understand. Number one, the glowing, safer future that society will achieve if their, quote, reasonable gun, again, quote, control statutes are applied to you and your family and the dangers guns and, quote, gun culture pose to innocent people. Let's study these in practical terms before analyzing them on deeper, long-standing principled levels. Erroneous assumption number one. Uh, gun statutes lower violent crime. They don't. First, the gun control argument assumes that firearm limiting statutes actually work to stop school attacks and other forms of violent crime. As I noted recently for MRC-TV, anti-gunners such as Dianne Feinstein conveniently overlook the fact that school shooters intent on breaking the statutes against harming others are shock, not stopped by another statute uh, prohibiting legal ownership of guns or ammo or dictating useless and often dangerous to civilians waiting periods, as I observed when Feinstein spuriously implied that gun prohibition would stop school shootings. Gun control laws and law enforcement did not prevent many of the worst school shootings, such as the attack on students in Newtown, Connecticut, the attack on students in Parkland, Florida, and egregiously anti-rights gun restrictions didn't stop a shooting a few months ago in our own neck of the woods near D.C. at Great Mills High School in Maryland. Stephen Paddock, the man identified as a shooter who killed nearly 60 people in Las Vegas, in 2017, broke the law by modifying his weapons prior to breaking the law by shooting dozens of unarmed people. Isn't that amazing? You expect laws to stop people who already gratuitously and, and freely break laws. If they're going to break that law, they'll break the next law, and the next, and the next, and the next, and the next. That's just common sense, which, of course, we don't use anymore. Eric Harris, Dylan Klebold, the murderers of a dozen students and one teacher at Columbine High School in Colorado in 1999, violated at least 17 specifically gun-related statutes, along with many more non-firearm-related laws. The statutes did not prevent them from entering a gun-free zone and committing mass slaughter of unarmed victims. Despite numerous warnings, statutory authorities failed to to stop Omar Martin from using firearms to kill 49 people at the Polk's nightclub in Orlando, Florida in 2016. And those are just in the United States. As Eric Pratt noted in, 2000, in a 2017 USA Today op-ed, listen closely, France has far more gun control than we do. They have greater restrictions on semi-automatic quote, assault weapons, which are falsely labels, labeled as such by newspapers, like USA Today, yet all the gun ownership restrictions in France did not stop terrorists from murdering 130 people at a concert in 2015. And beyond the anecdotal, one sees a more profound international pattern. Gun bans don't make guns or violence disappear. In fact, they leave innocent people defenseless and spark increase in violent crime. That's true. Criminals are emboldened. If you want to do something bad, you're emboldened at, 
at the the less resistance you you can anticipate having to you doing something bad. It makes it easier for you. And people, even bad people, prefer easy over hard. That's just kind of a a commonsensical thing. Uh, As I noted for MRC-TV in February of 2018, contrary to the claims of pop media swamis, violent crime actually increased in Australia for three years following its vaunted 1996 gun gun ban and mandatory buyback. This spike included an increase in gun-related violent crime, and the violent crime did not return to 1996 levels until more than 10 years later when many civilians had resorted to the black market to rearm themselves. Again, there's always a way out. There's always an easier way. There's always a way around the law, including just running into it, not caring about it, and breaking it. Gun control doesn't work. It's been tried and tried and tried. It doesn't work. The fact is, in the early 90s, we started seeing the effects of more states getting uh, concealed carry permits. We saw the, the what happened. More and more people started buying more and more guns. There's 20 million plus AR-15s in private hands in America. Yet very, very rarely are they ever used to commit crimes. Yet the politicians want to blame that particular gun. They also want to use terminology like high-capacity magazines. And that has nothing to do with anything. Fact is, the guy at uh, the uh, Florida school shooting back in 2017, nothing but 10-round magazines with his AR-15. Amazing. Bad guys do bad things. Good people often stop them with firearms. The biggest difference there is the vast majority of times people use firearms to defend themselves. They don't fire their weapon. No one dies. No one even gets shot. The bad guy sees a target they thought were soft. They thought were easy. That thought That's an easy mark. When they found out it wasn't going to be an easy mark and they might actually get killed, they ran away many times. That was the case with me in, back in 1998 in Dallas, leaving a restaurant I managed late at night. When I saw that person, I saw feet behind uh, by my car behind a fire escape, I pulled my firearm. So when that person stepped out, as I was trying to, to get, go together what I should do, try to get back in a building or what, uh, when they stepped out, pulling down a ski mask and and starting to raise their pistol. I was already on them. My target was them. They were in the crosshairs. They saw that and they ran like hell, screaming, God, don't shoot me, please. What good would it have done for me to not have had a firearm that night? I would have been a victim of at least a robbery. God knows what else. And why? So some liberal could feel better. The stats are clear, folks. When the the amount of uh, violent crime started to really reduce in America, it was also when concealed carry laws were going into effect. And more and more people were buying firearms, more and more people were training. 
and it continued down, down, down until about 2014 with the uh, uh, the thing in Missouri, the uh, the shooting of the innocent, innocent, gentle giants, uh, Michael Brown, who uh, committed strong arm robbery and attacked the police officer that came to uh, question him. Tried to kill the officer, tried to take his firearm away. He ended up getting shot. Multiple witnesses saw it, and they testified to that. And yet the left still uses that to both race bait and push for gun control somehow. And of course, the smear police. Look at the facts, folks. That's all you have to do. Do your own research. You're going to find, and it can be tough, because Google and others kind of censor out uh, things they might think you not you should not read. That's why it's so hard to find some of these stories. These search engines are kind of rigged to prevent you from finding stories. I know. I blog every day. I write stuff every day. Usually gun control is on the agenda and the menu for me to do. And I have to search and search sometimes. and go, Where the hell? I know I saw the story on Fox News. I saw it on this local TV station. Why can't I find it here? And eventually I do. But it's way too hard. And again, the left side is the biased side. The left side is a side doesn't want an honest debate. Don't forget that, my friends. Now on to the next bit of subject matter for us. Uh, let me see from the Guardian. Uh, just some some left wing rhetoric that is so unbelievable. It's it's so absolutely absurd. I would assume that no one would believe this. I mean, it's literally like someone running down the street, screaming, knocking on doors, screaming, the sky is falling, when clearly it isn't. I mean, if the sky was falling, something would have hit them in the head, something would have hit your car, something would have knocked you out. But no, the sky isn't falling, but they scream this. Uh, And uh, this came from The Guardian. And the title is the U.S., could lose a right to vote. Top officials, democracy warning. This from, of course, a liberal mouthpiece from, in this case, the state of Colorado. Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold. When she was in uh, vacation, you know, the Griswolds. Remember Clark, W. Griswold? Uh, maybe she's uh, Clark's younger sister or something. But Jenna Griswold urges Americans to pay attention to crucial but often overlooked races for Secretary of State. They are very important because that's the the law enforcement chief kind of for your your state, and they can do a lot of good or a lot of harm. Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold is warning anyone who will listen that the fate of free and fair elections in the United States hangs in the balance in this November's midterm contest. Now, I have a question for you. We hear from the left now that if you spout misinformation, disinformation, and they'll decide if it's mis or disinformation for you. It's a courtesy from the left. They'll tell you what to think. If you even question the outcome of election, you're a traitor. You're a horrible person. You're no better than those evil bastards of January 6th. Yet they can't shut up when talking about how much voter suppression there is in the United States and how our democracy hangs in the balance and how people are trying to overturn our elections. I thought you weren't supposed to talk that way. 
liberals, but yet there you are blabbering like a freaking idiot in the middle of the street, sitting in a dirty diaper, petting a goat named Morris. That person doing that would make more sense than the left does on this issue, my friends. In many of the most competitive races for offices with authority over U.S. elections, Republicans, also known as evil bastards, nominated candidates who have embraced or echoed Donald Trump's myth of a stolen election in 2020. So how do you fight misinformation about stolen elections? Of course you accuse the other side of trying to steal elections. Oh, the hypocrisy. The left's hypocrisy has hypocrisy. Uh, Griswold, who chairs the Democratic Association of Secretaries of State, also known as DAS. Hi, I'm from DAS. You have some gas to spare? <laughs> uh, and she's running for re-election, urging Americans to pay attention to the once sleepy down-ballot contests for Secretary of State, lest they lose their democracy. Again, misinformation sounds like disinformation, sounds like conspiracy theorists. So what it sounds like to me. Lose their democracy? That's so deluded, we don't even have a democracy. That's another thing the left lies continuously about. They either don't know what a republic is, or don't want you to know what ours is. I think it's the latter option, is what they really want. Uh, she said, what can we, ex- what we can expect, rather, from the extreme Republicans running across the country is to undermine free and fair elections. There they go again. Conspiracy theories. Uh, elections for the American people. Strip Americans of the right to vote. Refuse to address security breaches and, unfortunately, be more beholden to uh, excuse me, Mar-a-Lago than the American people. Griswold, who was 37, said in an interview with The Guardian, she added, for us, we, we are trying to save democracy. Don't want someone to cry. Uh, it's a daunting task, especially in a political environment that has historically favored the party out of power in Washington. Because usually the party in power just pisses everybody off. You win the election, and then you don't do what the hell you talked about you were going to do. That's Republicans' problem. Well, we tried, but uh, the Democrats called us bad names. That's why I'm really hopeful for Ron DeSantis. DeSantis don't play that crap, people. And he's more uh, more well-spoken than Trump. And sad to say there's a lot of people who have been brainwashed to the point that Trump is bad. And they would vote against him. They've been kind of browbeaten by the left on this. It's sad because Trump did wonders for this country. Uh, and I think he was a damn good president. I think DeSantis would have a, uh, a smaller chance to lose. I think the Republicans will win the White House. And I would say if everything's on the up and up. But that would make me a disinformationist. And the feds would come accuse me of being a January 6th or something. I don't know. Having failed to overturn the 2020 vote, Trump and his loyalists are now strategically targeting positions that will play a critical role in supervising the next presidential election. You mean by state legislatures doing their job and, according to the Constitution, how the elections are held, a lot of the details are left up to the states. That's in the Constitution. You might want to read it at some point. Uh, turning many of the 27 Secretary of State contests 
this year into expensive partisan showdowns. If these Trump-backed candidates are elected, Griswold fears that they would weaponize their posts either by sowing doubts about the results of an election their party loses or trying to subvert it outright. Again, you're evil if you question in any way the, the outcome of an election. And the same people telling you that are telling you that those people are also trying to steal elections. Irony? Is irony there? Hello, irony? Can you, can you pick up the white courtesy phone, please? Uh, I thought you might like that, my friends. That's the moon bat left, my friends. The moon bat left for you. Oh, let me see. What do we have? This is a, it was in the Federalist a little while back, back in, I think, late August, about a month ago. And the, the title of it is Two Years After Kenosha Riots, Why No August 23rd Committee to Investigate the Big Lie That Stoked the Flames. Now, Kenosha, Wisconsin was devastated by uh, mostly peaceful protesters setting mostly peaceful fires and assaulting mostly peacefully people and trying to kill Cal Rittenhouse and all kind of fun stuff like that. But they were mostly peaceful. Uh at the Federalist, Kali Griswold, another Griswold, that's freakish. Clark got busy with his wife, I guess, too many times there. Um, but Kali Griswold had a very interesting piece on August 23rd, 2020. And that is a night Kenosha residents can't help but remember, but would rather forget at the hands of vindictive Black Lives Matter groupies and other self-described racial justice activists. Uh, the Wisconsin town went up in flames two years ago today. Rogues started fires at government buildings. They set ablaze garbage trucks and torched upwards of 100 vehicles in a car lot owned by an Indian immigrant. That's how they, they work with minorities. They burn down their businesses and then claim they're doing it for the immigrants. Smashing the windows of those who escaped the inferno. Uh, they vandalized the post office vandalized the high school, and their flames completely consumed a century-old camera shop. Justice, remember, this is justice, the left tells us. That's only a fraction of what followed the justified police shooting of Jacob Blake. He was a guy who, I'm not even going to enter the number of things he did where he would not have gotten shot had not done them. The last one was having a knife and resisting arrest and fighting with police. Yeah, he had a deadly weapon, and the cop shot him. Whoever heard of such a thing, right? Uh, boarded up windows were scrawled with messages begging rioters to pass over them. Please, kids above, one read. The elderly live here. Demonstrators taunted the scant law enforcers posted outside the courthouse. The local government, state government, all Democrats told them, don't, don't just let them. Give them room to destroy, basically. Let, the, let them have their lead. Demonstrators taunted the scant law enforcement officers, and when Wisconsin's governor, a Democrat, Tony Evers, refused to send enough National Guardsmen after a full 24 hours of rioting despite locals' pleas for help, he sent more troops to Milwaukee because the NBA Finals... Armed citizens stepped up to defend property and ultimately themselves, resulting in the deaths of two people. You see, 
the left starts destroying a city, the thugs keep destroying. They don't care about people at all. And when people actually try to defend their property and their safety and their lives, they get targeted by the left as being bad people. That was two years ago. Now we're watching the House January 6th Committee Stalinist show trial for Americans who participated in the riot at the U.S. Capitol and many who didn't. On January 6th of 2021, the last last November, we witnessed a courtroom drama for a 17-year-old kid who defended his life with a firearm during the riots, but was slandered by legacy media as a white supremacist and a murderer. Now, after more than 60 people have been charged with crimes related to the Kenosha riots, with supposedly many more to come, why has there been no large-scale investigation into these deadly riots, the players behind them, and the destructive ideology that sparked it all? Huh. Despite Democrats' constant talk about Donald Trump's big lie, they fall silent when confronted with evidence that their race obsession can spur lethal race revolutions. Uh, This is, again, back from August 23rd of the Federalist. Really good piece, really long. But the basic question is asked, and it should be asked, why why does does left take such a decided uh, position in this? siding with the rioters, the thugs, the looters, the criminals. Not the local business people, not the residents, not the people who beg to be left alone and their town not burned to the ground. Those people don't count, my friends. Not with the left. Don't ever forget, if you're needy, left doesn't give a damn about you. They give a damn about how they, maybe how they can use you. Remember that. Don't forget. You keep voting for Democrats, getting the same results. Maybe stop doing that. And now the final story. Uh, this also comes from MRC TV from uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, who's this? Don Slusher writing. She writes, woke liberals would have us believe that white racism is a serious threat in America. While it's absolutely wrong, of course, we as a country are pretty united on denouncing it whenever and wherever it appears. Find a racist post toward people of color on social media if you can and watch how fast it comes down. Now do the same with racist posts towards white people and watch how long it stays up. Racism towards white people, which, by the way, is not reverse racism. Reverse racism would be acceptance, tolerance, kindness, etc., is not the only on the rise, but also tolerated and accepted. Watch any race-based sitcom, for example, and you'll quickly see how many racist anti-white jokes get a laugh and a pass. Uh, some probably should. Of course, some other jokes against other ethnicities should probably get that as well. Unfortunately, we don't live in that country anymore. We don't live in a country where you can have freedom of speech where people can speak openly and honestly because you have an entire one side of the spectrum, the left, looking for anything they can find to stretch, manipulate whatever it takes to make it into something racist or sexist or uh, any other number of isms they like to use. Black Lives Matter and uh, critical race theory assignment only feed this type of hatred and it's only going to get worse. A recent tweet from Libs of TikTok exposed exactly what happens, and they post 
BLM, uh, CRT culture, CRT being critical race theory, via video of a young black man with the name uh, Carmen Zeta, I believe is how you pronounce it, who believes that white people are devils. That's right, devils. Not the New Jersey devils, although they're mostly white too because they're hockey players. But they're just devils. They're just not good people. They're not as good as blacks, not as smart, not as anything. I, When I first saw this and watched a few of this guy's uh, TikTok videos, I was like, is he, is he doing this to get a rise, to get a reaction, to get eyes on his TikTok? Or is he serious? Uh, but there's, there's a question on one of the posts. He's asked by a reader. Why do you refer to white people as devils so much hate and resentment? So they're, they're not happy. Why are you calling white people names? Calling them evil, in effect. Seems like a really nice guy, doesn't he? I mean, he's level-headed, racist son of a bitch. Skinny little dude, too. Let me tell you something, son. If I was as skinny and scrawny as you, with your bird chest, I wouldn't be flapping my gums. Because you don't flap your wrong, your damn gums to the wrong damn person on the wrong damn day for you, and they're going to smack the living you-know-what out of you. And they're going to force you to regret it. Now, I don't know the first first thing I saw, I went, I saw, watched some of the videos from this little punk. I say, it's got to be just clickbait, right? It, it, there's no way anybody could believe the stupid things that come out of this fool's mouth. But really, consider some of the stupid things that white, actual white supremacists used to say back in the 80s, some of the 90s, when you had skinhead groups on these local talk shows and Klansmen and, you know, and their dunce caps said some of the stupidest crap you've ever heard in your life. This fool's no better. He's a different skin color. He's directing his hatred and bigotry and stupidity at white people instead of at, at his own people or Asians or who, whoever else. But if this guy were a white kid, I don't know how old he is. He keeps talking to smack. He ain't going to get much older. I know that. Uh, but <laughs> this, uh, this skinny dumbass punk is, is welcome to say what he wants to. I would absolutely vote against anyone who said, let's ban what he's saying. He's got every damn right to say it. I would fight like hell 
for his right to say it. I may want to slap him afterwards, but the fact is he has a right to say it. But in our society today, more people look at him and they won't even criticize him. The media won't even really expose this. They'll just let it go. But you let some white kid of the same age make a video saying, you know what? I don't think that most police shootings uh, of black people are anything but justified. Most likely he might get kicked off or she might get kicked off of uh, TikTok or banned by Twitter or Facebook or suspended or, or have their account taken off, whatever. This kid is a fool. And again, go to go to uh, MRCTV.org uh, forward slash blog forward slash hatred whites tolerated celebrated racist TikTok account. And what is the name of the TikTok account? Uh, da, da, da. Not even going to, you know what? I'm not going to give the attention. You can find it at the link if you want to. Uh, but as uh, the writer here for MRC TV, Don Slusher notes, before you dismiss, just dismiss this as to some random one-off racist, consider that he has 239,500 followers. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. And I've, I've read some, a lot of the comments on his different videos I watched because I don't have a TikTok account because screw you, China. But uh, a lot of people, in fact, the vast majority of comments were positive, supportive of what he's saying, uh, agreeing with him. A lot of very, very ugly, violent thoughts and feelings and white people in those posts, in those comments. And many disturbing comments supporting this hatred. There was even a teenager who thanked him and said she's learned a lot from him. What, how to hate people based on their skin color? That ain't good learning, young lady. Okay, that ain't good learning. This isn't just one video either. Consider these other delightful rants. Warning, vulgar language. These are some of the other titles of some of the crap he's put on uh, TikTok. He wants non-black people to stay the fuck away from us. Dude, I don't want you in my house. I don't want to go to your house. One of us will just end up getting slapped. You want to guess who? Uh, but I don't want any part of you, okay? You, you're a hateful bigot. I don't associate with hateful bigots. I don't care who they're bigoted against. If you have something reasonable to say, say it. But when you're just spouting off BS, I don't know of any rational person that wants to hang out with you. He's a photographer, but doesn't photograph white people. You know why? Because they're ugly. White people are ugly? No, they're not. Well, some are. In fact, most white people are probably ugly, but most black people are ugly, and most Asian people are ugly, if you really get down to it. Most people in this world are not attractive people. That's why the attractive people get so much attention. Because they're hot. If you really think that white people are ugly, go to YouTube, play some uh, play some old uh, Ida Virginia episodes. You tell me Barbara Eden was incredibly beautiful. Uh Hell, tune into your local news stations. Most news anchors today, 
The guys are good looking. The women are smoking hot. There's white people who are good looking everywhere. Just like there's black people who are good looking everywhere. Again, you're just being an idiot. Uh, and here's another one. White people only spread Jesus' message of loving others to keep black people from rebelling. Dude, this is America. You don't have to rebel here. You're already free. Now, granted, the Democrats are working to crush that. But anyway, his mother uh, emphasizes that they are predators, not prey. In other words, the black people are going to get you. There's nothing racist in that, is there? He tries to burn photos of white Jesus. Uh, but the lighter falls and he has to tear it up instead. Divine intervention. Yeah, I watched that video. It was idiotic. I don't really care what color Jesus was. There's an image of Jesus that I was born, raised to look at. But you know what? I don't remember any adult ever talking to me about Jesus and my family, aunts, uncles, grandparents, parents, anybody ever sitting me down and saying it's important that Jesus is white. Look at him. He's white. No one cared. Okay? They, what, what, what is uh, pertinent about Jesus is his sacrifice for you on the cross. And it doesn't matter what color he is. It really doesn't. He's Jesus. He's beyond color. Uh, he supports segregation and says that black people will permanently separate from whites and take back the earth by any means necessary. <laughs> promises, promises. Uh, replies to someone who listed white inventions and tells them nothing good comes from white people. If you're a white person and you gave some, uh, some black woman CPR and saved your life, would be a good thing because you're white. This, this guy has some issues. Uh, he believes that white people need to, quote, bow down to eternal people. Would that be zombies? Zombies are eternal people? I don't know what an eternal person is. Ain't nobody eternal, okay? Uh, all of us going to get out of this life the same way, the same condition. However that happens, it happens. But that's just, that's biology, that's science, that's life. Uh, little man. Uh, he considers black people to be eternal people, by the way. And thank them for giving white people the breath of life. You see, if it wouldn't have been for black people, there'd be no white people. So who's responsible for white sales? Uh, uh -huh. You know, that's what drove J.C. Penney out of business, I think, is the white sales. So racist. Uh, he also claims that mentioning there were black slave traders is just a deflection. It's not a deflection. It's a fact. History has these things called facts. Some points of history are debatable. No one really knows specifics. A lot of the things are, are really factual. And yes, they are important, my friend. Not that you're my friend. And I'm damn sure not your friend. Get some help. Seriously, if this is anything but a spoof account, uh, get some help. Uh, she continues, there are more shockingly hateful claims in those videos than others on his account, if you have the time and stomach to watch them in full. The mere fact that this account hasn't been taken down speaks volumes alone. Again, this is a very popular TikToker. 
uh, with many followers, likes, etc. He was even recognized on the street by a fan. You're lucky a non-fan didn't recognize you. You might have had to prove that physical superiority complex you think you have, skinny boy. Uh, he tells the fan that blacks are going to take over the world. And the fan replies, it's already started. That's why they mad. That's why you bad at grandma. Uh, white people aren't mad at the notion of black people taking over the world. I would worry about leftists taking over the world. That's scary. Uh, give me a whole bunch of Thomas Souls and Walter Williams and, and, and uh, Herman Cain's and let them take over the world. I would be more than happy with that result, my friends. We'd all be a lot better off. Uh, but again, that's their ideology, not their racial identity, which is all that matters to you. Uh, la, 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 la. He says that white people aren't mad over the notion of black people taking over the world. They're mad that hateful racist monsters like this guy are trying to take over the world. And every time the mainstream media, woke Hollywood and social justice warriors convince people of color that white police officers are hunting them, uh, that white people want to oppress them, and that all white people are racist, it's only going to lead to more of this hate if people of all colors don't join together and push back. Here's, here it is. My grandma said something, words of these effects. She's watching the news. My granddad always watched the 6 o'clock news. And there was a story back probably 25, 30 years ago now. Um, but uh, probably longer than that. But they were talking about racial things. And, and Grandma says, everyone's the same. same. Why, don't, why can't people just accept that people are people? They are the way they are, not because of color, but because of other factors. Grandma was a smart woman. Uh, let me see. And there's some other uh, other tweets here uh, that she has up. Uh, progresses from MRC TV. Whites banned in common areas of Berkeley person of color house. I talked about this in one of my former podcasts. Uh, certain houses that white people aren't welcome as when at, uh, I guess, Cal Berkeley on campus there. Uh, really, really, really 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 advancing the narrative there or the uh, conversation the left says they want peace and harmony and unity and yada 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 but all they seem doing is dividing people along every possible line uh, and demarcation they can their sexuality their gender I think there's 89,000 genders now uh, their views on every issue under the sun, whether they're gunner, whether they're white, whether they're male, whether they identify as a tree, whether they identify as a turtle riding a bicycle, eating a uh, an igloo ice cream bar. What would you do for Klondike Bar, by the way? Those were great commercials. I love those. My friends, that's it for me. I got to go. I got to go. I got something really important to do. Uh, that's right. I want to spend the rest of the day imagining that I have something really important to do because <laughs> come on. But anyway, uh, thank you for listening. God bless you. Remember to support the Daily Gator. Uh, brand new, well, four or five months old now, but the DailyGator.net, not DailyGator.com anymore. DailyGator.net. 
Uh, 